Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Chris and Pray for You. I'm going to talk in a minute about allowing God to put the puzzle pieces of your marriage together. But first, I want to turn it over to my lovely bride of a little over six months now, Kristen. And I would ask that you please pray for all these amazing people. Absolutely. Great to see everyone today. Lord, we thank you. We come before your throne. What a beautiful thing that is that we get to come before your throne, the creator of the universe who lives in us, the power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. God, there's so many verses like that in the Bible that we just have known our whole lives, but we don't really understand the full scope of it. And we never will because our minds are are so finite, but God help us to just get some, a little bit more wisdom, a little more understanding of who you are and how great you are. God, because if we know how great you are and that power that raised Christ from the dead that's living inside of us, if we truly know that, God, then nothing shall be impossible to us, God, because our faith will be expanded in you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for the miracles you're going to do today, this moment. Thank you for how you're setting people free. Lord, I pray that in this time we have together, people will be set free, free from bondage, free from heartache, free from burdens, God. And people will be comforted. People will be healed physically, emotionally, God. God, that your presence would come to us in a new way, God, that we've ever, ever experienced before. For you are the lover of our souls, Lord, and we are so in love with you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Awesome job. Awesome job. So topic of today's conversation is allowing God to put the puzzle pieces together of your marriage. Chris and I have been married now for six months. And even before we got married, we prayed very fervently to make ours the greatest marriage of all time, the most romantic marriage of all time, uh, just the the most God-focused marriage of all time, just the strongest marriage of all time, all those things. And that's not arrogance. We just believe that there's absolutely nothing wrong in praying ambitious prayers, and we want you to do the same thing. And when you do that, or even if you don't do that, but especially if you do that, you are going to be faced with a lot of growth opportunities. God will present challenges to you in order to improve you, to improve your marriage, to grow you closer together, and to grow you closer to Him. What you don't want to do is look at those challenges as obstacles so much as look at them as stepping stones, and you should welcome them. And in particular, what welcoming them means is welcoming the change that God wants to do in your life, okay, and giving up control to him to let him take over what's going on. If you're not going to do that, then I don't care what you have going for you in your marriage. It's not going to be successful. You are two different people, okay, that has to become basically one spirit, and you two also have to become one with God's spirit. That's the only way the marriage is going to work. What I think happens is some people, they get to that first challenge or the other ones, 
and they don't want to really face them and they either avoid them or they just trip over them. And I'm not saying that Kristen and I in our marriage have anything um, wrong with our marriage. We certainly don't. We have the greatest marriage. I have the greatest wife, as you can see right here. She's absolutely gorgeous and she's even more beautiful on the inside. And she's got the trophy husband she's always dreamed of. So our marriage is really great. But that, but we also have things that we have to work through. Not bad things, actually good things, just as we're building up. What I, what I compare marriage to, having now all of six months worth of experience with this, is two people trying to put together a puzzle from two different puzzles. And here's what I mean. Before you get married, you build in your mind this idea of what you want your marriage to look like. And, you know, the central piece or pieces is the person that you want to be married to and, and what she's like, what her interests are, what her hobbies are, you know, what she, what she prioritizes in her life, and then maybe other family members. You have other pieces that look like, uh, you know, how often you want to travel, for example, where you want to live, what kind of house you want to live in, where do you want to, when do you want to have kids, how many kids, all sorts of things go into this this puzzle that you're putting together into your brain and you have all these different pieces. And what we try to do generally is find someone whose puzzle looks something like ours and has a lot of the same pieces, okay? Because when you get married, the idea is we're now going to combine the puzzles into one and we're going to try to take as many pieces as possible and fit them together. And that's great. But what you're going to find is that not every piece is going to fit quite perfectly. And like I said, sometimes you're going to feel like the table that you're working on to put this puzzle together isn't even big enough. You know, we have a lot of things that we want to do. Kristen and I are very, very ambitious people. And I have a job and she pretty much has two jobs, believe it or not. And we're going to want to have kids and I want to go on dates with her and I, I have to get the work done also. We want to go on vacations. We want to spend time with our families. And a lot of times we say, man, it, you know, I just wish there were more days in the week. In fact, we've said, I wish there were eight days in the week. Really, I wish there were like 10 days in a week, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, to fit in everything that we want to do. And it can become frustrating. And what you find out very quickly is a lot of times you're going to express what you want and the other side expresses what she wants and you realize we're actually on the same side. We're not fighting against each other. And Chris and I don't fight at all, but we do try to figure out how to, how to make everything work. Because I'll just say right now, one of the things that Chris and I both want, and I hope that you want this in your life, is we want more time with each other. That is the greatest a challenge we have right now because I work very hard. I work five days a week, a lot of nights per week. I already told Kristen this coming Wednesday, I got to basically work from nine in the morning to eight at night, you know, and then today is Sunday and I just had to finish something up and I, I might have a few other things I have to do. And I'm very jealous, not of her, but for her time. I want to spend more time with her. She wants to spend more time with me. So we're not in conflict with each other, but there is this thing that she and I together are trying to work through. And what you have to do, this is the key, when you reach this point, is you have to give up, listen to me, not give up on the hope, not give up on the dream, but give up being the person trying to fix the problem. And you have to give in to letting God create the puzzle that he wants, to use his pieces, that he doesn't have to mash together with yours, okay, that's already perfectly designed. Allow him to substitute his vision for your vision. And you're going to find, I'm confident that not only will it fulfill everything you're looking for, he's got things on there that you don't even know about dreams, even greater than your dreams. What is it that, um, 
that God says, Isaiah 55, he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And so what marriage does is it presents this great opportunity for you to put away for a second your thoughts and allow God to substitute his, allow him to take control of what the ultimate goals are and what your marriage is supposed to look like. I like to use this example. And this is, by the way, guys, I'm not preaching to you from a position of moral superiority, okay? Generally, if I'm giving you a sermon, it's because of something that God is doing in my life and asking me to do better of, okay? And I told Kristen, I think a few days ago, that God is really just asking me to give up control to him. I am, by my nature, a problem solver, right? Kristen used to call me and still does call me Mr. Fix-It because whenever something was going wrong, I would put my considerable cognitive (laughs) horsepower to it. And I'm saying this, I'm joking, right? I'm not being a jerk, I'm joking. But I would try to put my brain to it and try to make it work and try to fix the problem. And a lot of times I can, but sometimes I can't. And that's true for all of us. And when that happens, guys, and even sometimes, even sometimes when we fix it and we're proud of ourselves, we're not actually doing what God wants us to do. Right. Remember when Abraham uh, was told by God that he that he and Sarah were going to have a son, but Sarah was way too old for it. Well, they fixed that problem, didn't they? Right. Sarah told Abraham, hey, go hook up with my slave girl here and create a child with her. And boom, problem solved. Now we have a child. Yeah, that's great. Except now you create a whole subset of other problems that you didn't know about. And so it's not enough even just to turn control over to God when you can't solve a problem. You have to turn control over to God before you even begin to address a problem or else you'll solve it in the wrong way. You know, I like to tell a story that uh, a few months ago, Chris and I were on vacation uh, down at the shore and she wanted to ride this thing called a Surrey, which is basically a bicycle built for two, except you ride side by side instead of front to back. And it's like this, this cart thing. And so we start taking this thing out. We're both pedaling. We both have these steering wheels in front of us. But I could tell pretty easily that my steering wheel was the only one connected to the wheel. Kristen's was just like this wheel designed for children. It was just on a screw or something and just turns freely. And so we're riding and I'm, I'm steering this thing and Kristen's steering also. And after a moment, I was like, Kristen, you know, your steering wheel is not connected, right? And she didn't believe me at first, but then she's turning and she realized, yeah, she's right. It wasn't connected. The funny thing was she she kept steering anyway and she wasn't going to let that ruin my childhood dream. She wasn't going to let that ruin her joy, which I think speaks also, though, to our instinct, really, to also want to control something. And in case you can't tell in this in this example I'm giving you, I am playing the role of God steering, steering the story. And Kristen is playing the role of the person who doesn't want to give up control. I'm kidding. Of course, I'm using this as a humorous example. Don't get mad at me. All right. But seriously, if we were both trying to steer this thing at Even if we do our best to coordinate our turns and coordinate our movements, there's always going to be resistance and someone's going to have to give in over to the other person and it's just going to be a struggle. Guys, what we have to do, we have to disconnect that one steering wheel that we have, okay? We have to let God just use his steering wheel. If we don't do that, it's never going to work. The problem I think a lot of us have is we feel like if we give up control, we're giving in. We're giving in to nothing, okay? What we have to do is recognize that the that God has a plan for us. It's not like we're throwing away our plans and everything falls out of place and, and the walls just crumble. The Bible says, Jeremiah 29, 11, this is one of Kristen's favorite verses. Oh, yeah. In fact, she knows it from heart. And if she wants, she could actually do a whole sermon on this verse. It says, God says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. 
that's great, but you've got to slide your plans out of the way. Philippians 4 verse 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends understanding will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. In other words, when we give in to God, okay, we don't have to be nervous about it, like, now what are we going to do? If anything, that should give us the peace that God's in control. And I would just add this about our marriages, and I can make this a whole sermon by, by itself, but I really just, I really just feel I want to tell this to you guys. Psalms 125, it says, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people both now and forevermore. Guys, your marriage needs to be like Jerusalem in this example, with God putting mountains up around you for protection. And you might say it's a little bit off point. No, it's not off point. Because if you understand that God has surrounded you with his protection, if you understand that God has plans for you to give you a hope and a future, to give you something even higher and greater than you ever could have imagined, then it should be a lot easier for you to give up control. And in fact, you should be looking for opportunities to give up control for God. And that's what God has really been been working on in my life. And that's my prayer for you guys today. I love it. I love it. That's amazing, as always. And while you were saying all this, I was just thinking to myself, you know, this is why... You married me. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. But this is also why (laughs) you really have to, we really have to dig in deep to the Holy Spirit and get in the whisper and hear God's voice. Because I I was thinking, just as you were saying, that Holy Spirit was saying to me that sometimes the enemy masquerades his plan as God's will. Mm-hmm. He'll take something and say, but God's will is over here. And he's he's the wool, uh, what is that, in sheep's clothing, you know? Wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah, <laughs> the wool in sheep's clothing. He masquerades because it, when you have that, what you were saying about just having that control and having your box of this is my plan or, you know, in the context of what we're talking about marriage. For example, I always thought... Uh, before we got married, that I would marry someone who lived a lot closer to me and that I would end up living closer to my parents. I mean, I don't live that far, but for me, an hour and 15 minutes, uh, you know, as close as I am to my family felt like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do that. Um, And so when we were dating, I knew that you were the person God had chosen for me. But this thought kept coming up like, well, this can't be God's will because it's not in the plan you had. Well, no, those are are not in conflict with each other. You have to be careful and make sure that when you're thinking and you're in your brain rigidly thinking, this doesn't fit into this box, so it must not be God's will. God's will is not always what you had in your box. You have to move with the flow of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't just that, too. It was also the denomination thing. Remember, you were convinced oh, that you were right. going to marry someone who was Assemblies of God, yes. and I told you I was non-denominational. I know. So shout out to all my Assemblies of God friends, peeps. Um, and you're exactly right. That's another example of something where when I met you, I was like, oh, well, he's not Assemblies of God. and But he's really good looking. And so you had to kind of weigh right. these two factors. Right. But I can mold him. No. <laughs> and control. No. Um, but, you know, that's another example of God said, what does God say? Look upon the heart, right? I was so caught up in that, that I couldn't see. God was saying, Here's a person who's deep in the Holy Spirit. That's what matters. That's what matters. Not what your thought process is. That's your thought process. Those labels that you have, 
those things that you said, I never said that in my will. Sometimes we, we put, we slap that onto that's God's will, but that's why we have to be so, so careful to listen to the Holy Spirit every day to truly discern his will. Well, not just that, but also, you know, even if you get to a point in your marriage where you think, okay, we've put together the perfect puzzle, all the pieces fit, everything's good. Guess what? Things change pretty quickly. Life is not a static environment. That's right. You you look at, for example, in, in my family, right? Or in our combined family, you know, I have my brother living seven hours away with his family. Your family lives an hour and a half north. In the next five years, things are going to change. I bet other people in our families get married. Uh, You know, uh, someone might go away to school or something like that. You know, things are malleable. They're constantly changing. And so if you're constantly pulling out puzzle pieces and trying to smash other ones in, you're just you're just going to wind up undoing what God has for you. And so that's just more the reason to understand that you can't possibly predict everything that's going to happen. These are things we can predict that are going to happen. You can't possibly know it. And so when God puts a piece in place, it's not just for that moment, but he also knows what's happening down the road. And so he knows why he's doing what he's doing now better than we ever could. So anyway, just more the reason that that you really can't struggle against God. And to, to more to your point, that what seems like a good idea is not always God's idea. Mm. I think I actually did a message on that. That's a good true. idea is not necessarily God's that idea. That is true. And uh, what is that? Good is the enemy of best. Good is the enemy of best. Yes, yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's that's very true. Well, I love that. I love that thought process as we really engage with the Holy Spirit and really you know, snuggle up to him and hear what he's trying to say. And not trying to say, he is saying to us, and we need to listen. So. That's beautiful. So why don't you start praying for the people who send us in prayer requests ahead of yes. time? I'm monitoring the prayer requests as they come in on our live feed here. Uh, so why don't you start with those, then we'll just, okay. I'll go to these. And guys, if you have prayer requests, well, Chris, first of all, we ask that you join Kristen in praying for these people also. Yes. But also, if you want us to pray for something, just type it below. And guys, even if you're not watching this live, if you're watching the replay, first of all, thank you for sitting through 17 minutes of this. But always feel free to send us an inbox message or simply comment on this below. I think if if you're watching this on replay, the better thing is probably to send us a message directly, to be honest with you. Yes. Yeah, that, that is a good idea. And I, I even see from some of the comments uh, that we are, you're on our list to pray for some, some of you. So definitely. Um, well, first I want to just say we have a praise report from Juanita, faithful listener, beautiful friend who her daughter has, has been struggling. And she says, her words are, my daughter is still with us. Well, I'm so excited for you, Juanita. That just gives me chills. Uh, so grateful, but we want to pray. We, we, we thank the Lord. I just take a moment to say thank you, Jesus. But at the same time, we know that you're doing a great work. And we just want to pray, Lord, for Juanita and her daughter, God, that you don't do just like you don't do partial healing and partial things. You're going to carry it forth. You are you are the great finisher, Lord. You carry things forth. So finish this work that you've done in Juanita and her daughter. And in the meantime, God, if it's a process, give them the comfort they need, God. For Haroon, who says, pray for my visa, in Jesus' name, we pray the Lord that you guide his steps, Lord, whatever that means, Lord. Um, I assume the visa to go, I'm not sure where or what the details are, but I will add to that prayer, Lord, that uh, I know Haroon wants this visa, but if you have another plan for him to go somewhere else or whatever you have, as just what we were talking about, God, whatever your plan is, that you give him exactly what your desires are and uh, the desires of his heart in you. And Nabil, Karum, and Celso all ask 
generally for prayer. So God, we pray for Nabil Karum. I know that Nabil is actually with us live today. Uh, Karum and Celso, um, God, we just pray for your protection, your provision, and your joy. I, I pray for your joy for all of these people and all the people listening, God. I just, I just, the world is so, uh, the enemy tries to bring people and depress people so much, God, and we just need your joy and your comfort more than anything. In Jesus' name, amen. We got a good report, praise report here. We had prayed last episode, I think, for the flooding in India. Yes, that was two episodes yes. Ago. And our friend Prasad over in India says, thank you for your prayers and blessings because God has stopped the floods in India. Okay. Good job on that. All right. Amen. Our friend Peter asked us to pray for Ashton because even though it's a typo here, it looks like someone who got her started in theater and singing passed away Friday night and just found out. Also, a friend of mine, I told you, uh, his father just passed away very suddenly. Yes. yes. So I'm not going to mention him by name, but Father, I pray for Peter and in particular Ashton. I pray for uh, your continued progress in their relationship. And I pray certainly for Ashton that you comfort her. Uh, what is it? Christ says, blessed are the mournful, for they shall be comforted. That's one of the Beatitudes. I love the Beatitudes, by the way. Yeah. If you read anything in the Bible this week, go, what is it? In Matthew 5, I think, is it not? No, you'll find, Matthew. Yeah, it, you'll find the Beatitudes there. It's the beginning of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And they're just so moving. Every time I read them, it just, it, it just really moves me. So uh, Matthew 5, try that out. But God, God, thank you so much for Peter and Ashton uh, and, and also for the great work you're doing in India. Prasad says, excellent explanation of marital issues. Well, you're welcome. Awesome. Uh, a different Prasad wow. says, please pray for my family. So, Father God, we thank you for both Prasads, and we pray for both their families, and we thank you for them for joining us. We thank you for Jesse Max, who's joining us today. We pray for Prasad's family, and we pray for everybody during this holiday season. You know, there's a lot of travel and things like that, especially in the United States. We pray that everybody travels safely and, and that... Th- you know, holidays are great, but they also bring stressors on people. Uh, and Chris and I are big proponents of of holidays and birthdays being special times. I mean, every day should be a great day, but especially yes. holidays and birthdays. And so we we want to. I just want to pray that everybody uh, listening here has a great ho- great Christmas season, um, great holidays. I especially want to pray for. Um, your mom and dad and, and sister and, and nephew. I don't want to mention them by names, but all of them. I want to pray for my brother and sister-in-law who are out on vacation right now and their kids. And of course, my parents and brother also. I just pray that, you know, it, it's our first Christmas as husband and wife. And, you know, we have to, we make things work um, the best we can. We already celebrated Christmas with my brother and his family when they were up because they can't come up later. Uh, but I pray that this is just the, even though it's it's probably the the Christmas that we're going to have that's got the most logistical challenges to it, I pray it's also going to be the greatest Christmas we've ever had. So Amen. those are my prayers in Jesus' name. Okay, Kristen, you want to give the call to salvation? Absolutely. Well, this is a great time of year. All year is a great time of year to accept Jesus. But I just think it's so special when you accept Jesus during this Christmas season and he becomes real to you. He came to this earth to to live, to die for your sins. How awesome is that? As a baby, he was already, the the trajectory of his life and his purpose here was already that for you. Even back in Isaiah, years and generations before that, to set the captives free. So if you would like to take advantage, and I pray you do, of this Savior, of this joy, if if you know in your heart you don't have joy, you don't have peace, you're missing something, there's gotta be more to this life, 
then I would invite you now to join me in the call to salvation and to experiencing the greatest miracle ever. So just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I ask you into my heart. I admit that I have sinned. Come into my heart, Lord. I make you my Lord and Savior, and I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer with us, we're so excited for you. And all the angels in heaven and Jesus, they're all rejoicing for you and your wonderful decision. So send us a message or comment on this video so that we can share in the excitement with you and help you get started in your walk with Christ. All right. Good job, baby. Thanks. All right, guys. Listen, thanks for joining us. We'll see you again pretty soon. Uh, It's been a pleasure as always. Do me a favor. uh, Like the video, share the video, help other people to see it. We really appreciate that. Anyway, guys, till next time, as always, be blessed and be blessed. <laughs> like I've never given 180 episodes and I can't get the words out of my mouth. Be blessed and be a blessing. That's right. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.